Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What is going on, everybody, and welcome into a special Monday edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I am Julian Edlow. If you are watching on YouTube, you notice a guest that we've had before on the Unreasonable Odds program uh, during the NFL postseason. Now we are going to preview the NBA postseason. Drew Dinsick is here. You can find him on Twitter at WhaleCapper. You can find his work for NBC Sports Edge. Uh, Drew, how are we doing, man? We're doing incredibly well this is a very exciting nba playoffs on the horizon i cannot wait to get get into these games get into these series uh it you know here we are at the end of may usually we're talking you know getting ready for the you know conference finals uh and we're just now tipping off the playoffs so it's it's long overdue i've been waiting for this for months and we have an awesome field this year it's it really is interesting because a lot of years people get into the nba playoffs in the second round or the conference finals and uh you know, so many years, both conferences were just kind of boring. And we were getting to the the Cavs versus Warriors, LeBron versus the Warriors every year. And everybody knew it was going to happen. And everybody generally knew outside of the three to one comeback year that Golden State was just too loaded and LeBron would do his best, but ultimately wouldn't get there. And that's generally how it played out. This year, we have some fantastic first round matchups on tap. We have a whole play in tournament week to talk about whereas we just got the one game between portland and memphis last year um and we have just some overall terrific first round series that are tough to predict um and i think round by round things are just going to get better and better so let's start with uh you know what is new in the nba we have the the inaugural eastern conference play in round on tuesday both games um things start off in the early window with 10 seed charlotte at nine seed Indy. And if you're a casual fan that hasn't quite followed around, if you're in the nine, 10 game, you have to win two games to get in. If you're in the seven, eight game, you have two chances essentially to win one game to get in. So this Indy Charlotte winner is going to have to win another game to get in, but this is a game seven. This is a do or die winner will uh, loser rather will be out Hornets. Uh, you know, we're recording this on, on Monday afternoon. Um, the Hornets sit as three and a half point road dogs plus 128 on the money line. Um, I know that you have a take on this game. I'm much more up in the air, I would say, on both these Eastern Conference games. Um, why don't you let us know who you are on and why? Yeah, we'll start with the uh, the why, because I okay. think it's important. All right, I like um, this. Kind of going in reverse order. The Charlotte Hornets come into this game relatively healthy. 
in fact, they are pretty much at full strength. Uh, and, you know, this is a team that has, you know, consistently overachieved their expectations this entire season. Um, meanwhile, the Indiana Pacers come into this game limping, particularly where it matters most, which is the uh, the ball handler, shot creator uh, positioning. Um, I am looking currently at questionable tags on a lot of these players, Malcolm Brogdon, Aaron Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, Karis LeVert, Edmund Sumner. That is almost all of your small smalls, okay? And of those guys, I only expect Karis LeVert to go. Uh, I think Holiday, Brogdon, Lamb, and Sumner are long shots, and saying that they're even 50-50 is a stretch in my mind. Um, so this is going to be a very lean crew for Indiana, Indiana coming into this game. It's going to be DeMont, you know, uh, Sabonis and really no one else in terms of uh, you know, who can create offense for this team. Uh, and the Hornets have played reasonable team defense. I thought they played a very scrappy game against the Wizards yesterday, come up just short. Uh, Terry Rozier whose contract looked like a total disaster when you first signed uh, has kind of surprisingly, you know, is realizing the, the, uh, the promise that they saw when they signed him has has played great. Uh, PJ Washington is playing well. Uh, Miles Bridges will be back uh, having missed a couple of games with COVID absence. So this is a full strength Hornets team that should be a pick by my numbers. And the fact that you're getting plus 135 is surprising. Uh, I think the Hornets went outright ultimately just based on the, um, you know, the, the overall health of their team. Uh, and, you know, you have a well-coached Hornets team that's overachieved all season that really needs to realize, you know, really needs to, to, to be rewarded in some way uh, versus an Indiana team who's quit on their coach limping into this playoffs. And even if they were to go through, uh, would be rec- you know would be a five six point dog uh, in the next play and against the Wizards or the Celtics. So, I think the uh, the Pacers capitulate here. I think the Hornets play their way uh, into the next play in game, and uh, I'll take plus one thirty five on the money line. I can't argue with much that you said there. You laid out a very good argument. Um, that's your job. You did well. <laughs> um, here's where like. Uh, here's I guess the other thing the other things that are concerning me yeah like if if Brogdon plays which you think he's not I, I think that changes this game um a lot uh and maybe that just means it's appropriately priced like if you have this as a pick maybe if Brogdon plays three three and a half is the appropriate uh number uh, that's just a spot that I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat worried about. I am worried about Charlotte's, I guess, uh, size up front defending Sabonis, who's been terrific lately. He's been putting up the numbers with a little bit, you know, depressed lineup around him has, has kind of been boosting him, particularly Brogdon. Um, he had like a million assists the other night, uh, in a game where I bet his points, rebounds, assists. And I, I was like, he had like 14 assists at halftime. I was like, where is this coming from? And who is hitting the shots with all the Pacers that are out if uh, Sabonis has 14 assists at halftime? Um, the only other thing, like you mentioned how, how Indy is limping in. They are 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven. Charlotte, and I'm just finding this out now. I didn't actually know this. Charlotte has lost five in a row. Um, they've kind of been playing in big games. Um, like the Washington game was kind of a play in game to put yourself in position to only have to win one game instead of two and, and lost it. They had the big game against the Knicks earlier where they went down big, came all the way back to fourth overtime and then lost relatively big by nine points in overtime. Um, 
long story short, I just can't talk myself into either of these teams, but that's why they're in the nine, 10 play in game. They're inconsistent <laughs> teams that got a little dinged up during the season. And, and here they are. So, and this is kind of my take for the Celtics wizards game as well. This could be a game to get in live on whoever goes down early because both teams have shown the ability to, to start slow and, and come back. And I think that we're going to see even more in the other East game that we can talk about in a second. Um, I, I want to wait to bet this game to first see who is in and who is out for Indy um, and see what kind of number we're looking at. So not, I mean, a pretty cold take on, on, on my side, let's wait and see. Um, I just can't talk myself into, into either of these teams, but you have, you have laid out the argument for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. And I mean, Brogdon in would be a big deal. Uh, I'm just looking at, you know, they, they were questionable tagging him the entire month of May. He didn't Mm -hmm. play a game. I think that his injury is worse than they're letting on. And I would be surprised if, if he does go that he's effective, that he's going to have his legs under him. I would, I would wonder, I worry about that. Um, what kind of minutes you're going to get from him. Cause when he's out there, he's running, you know, he's doing a yep. lot of, a uh, lot of heavy duty, um, you know, work. So it's, it's not, it's not, this is not like a go to the hard to the wall, slam away. This is the play of the week, month, year, whatever. But uh, I just have very little gap between these two teams. And if you're going to give me plus 135 on one side with the healthier team and uh, uh, you know, playing for more, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that. That is fair. Um, okay. Let's move to the Wizards and Celtics game. My Boston Celtics, as you can see behind me. Um, Where did it like all this... go wrong, man? <laughs> do I like this team? <laughs> not very much. They're not very likable. I like Jalen Brown a lot. I feel bad that he, uh, you know, had to have surgery on yeah. on the wrist. Um, but the rest of this squad uh, does not particularly do it for me right now. Um, even with Jason Tatum coming up with these 60 point, 53 point career highs, uh, that's great. But, uh, I, I still feel like he was playing much better right when the NBA shut down, uh, for COVID prior to the bubble. He just looked like he was doing more on both ends, more locked in. And now it's just a little bit of a flashier, softer, um, you know, type of player. The Wizards, the Celtics obviously were, you know, just kind of trickling down the standings all season. Um, they're blaming some some injuries and lineup issues and whatnot, but everybody has that going on. Um, Washington looked like the Russell Westbrook experiment was not going to work at all. They were yep. just going to be done, not even make this play in tournament. And then they win, what is it, 16 of their last 22 and come in absolutely, yeah. absolutely on fire. Um, a slight what is it? One and a half point dog right now. Yeah. One and a half point dog, but they're minus one Oh three on the, on the money line, minus minus one eighteen to Boston, essentially a pick them. Um, this game, here's one thing that I've noticed with, with both of these teams though, that I'm going to say, I, I feel like we will have a bet on this game. I can't tell you who it's going to be on, but it's going to be a live bet on whoever goes down 15 points early in this game, because I yeah. feel like someone is going to, both of these teams start slow out of the gates and then make these monster comebacks. And whether they, whether they win or lose, it's like the, you know, the Celtics are coming from down 20, 25 points and then they'll either win by one or lose by three or four, but, but they get there. The wizards, same thing, even in big games, we saw it in that Charlotte game on Sunday, get down huge against Charlotte, cut cut it back to five, go down like 15 or 16 again, and then just put the pedal to the gas and uh, win that game. So 
my only take on this game is they're inconsistent teams. You mentioned like, I think it was, I don't even remember. It was before we went on when we were talking or was it even on this podcast? You mentioned that the winner might not even want to win this game because you get lined up to get the nets. Very true. Whoever wins this game will get (laughs) slaughtered by the nets, but I don't know if you could play around in the play-in round if you want to get in. You don't want to give yourself a, a yeah, game seven in the next game. Um, so long story short, I'm convinced somebody's going down 15 to 20 points in this game. I will take the live line. I don't care which side it is, and that'll be that for me. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that, that's totally fair way to put it. And you're right. Both of these teams are slow starters. Um, There's some motivational question marks for sure uh, in terms of, you do you want the seven seed? Do you want to go play the nuts? Um, and I would even say that there are still some injury question marks for me regarding Bradley Beal. Uh, he came back yeah. for that Charlotte Hornets game, but he didn't look himself. Um, and I guess the real way I want to handicap this is you because you're right, there could be a comeback either way. Boston does not quit, they never quit, they play to the final whistle, even if it is looking dead. But I worry that with the fact that they would have to quick turn around, play another game, if this is out of reach in the fourth quarter, if this is a 10-point game either way, the um, the team that's behind likely packs it in and saves some of their bolts for the next game. Um, also, you also if this is a close game in the fourth quarter, if this is a two, three-point game, the chances that this becomes a grind, the clock, like every possession has ultimate meaning and weight and seriousness and uh you know the the pace just slows to a crawl um i think that's a very real possibility as well and so putting all of those puzzle pieces together i'm looking for an under here mm-hmm. and i'm getting a big number 233 is still around right now um 232 and a half here at DraftKings. i would say fair price for a total here is 228 uh, so I'm still firing and swinging away on this under. Um, and even if there's like a 60 point first quarter <laughs> or a 65 point first quarter, yeah, still not sweating it because the second half is really where I'm expecting this one to slow down to a grind. And this could be one where, you know, you see a little bit of an edge on the total. You take it for, you know, maybe you take it a little bit smaller with the idea of getting in live on the total because yeah. the first half, right. a little bit of a track meet. And then we realize, okay, we got to tighten up on defense. We got to get some better looks and it slows down in the second half. So, but no matter if you want to look at a side, a, 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 a total, everything about this game screams to me, let's, let's see what happens in the first quarter, second quarter. And we will, uh, an opportunity will present it. <laughs> I'm, con- yeah. I'm convinced. I'm convinced of that. Now watch. It's going to be like, Tied no, at 17 think, after the first quarter. I don't think that's quarter. crazy at all. I don't think that's crazy at all. Like the likelihood uh, the likelihood that this is like a 10-ish point game at halftime, Celtics down, backs against the wall, people are like miserable about it, and then they come out and claw their way back into it in the third quarter is completely completely rational. Um, these are streaky teams. Um, they were, both rely pretty heavily on the three-point shot. We know that that's a high variance proposition, but when it's working, it's working. When it's not, it's not. And uh, I can, I, I like that look. I guess the only thing I'll add is if you're really getting involved live, if you're making a lot of live total plays um, and you're, you're looking for live unders in particular, a game like this that's lined one and a half points, one point, overtime is a real possibility. And True. so if you're firing away on live unders, if you can get a fourth quarter isolated instead of a second, instead of a, like a live under, mm-hmm. uh, you can protect yourself a little bit from that potential of overtime. 
Well said. Good point to bring up uh, for sure. Learned that the hard way. we've all we've all learned that one um last point on on this game in particular because i've heard like i've heard the argument from both sides like oh the reason that you know i like boston in this game is because if washington's down 10 in the fourth quarter they can just start to smell that that home game on thursday they'll pack it in yeah it's the same argument the other way yeah right if the celtics are down 10 in the fourth quarter don't have to travel. Let's stay home. We, we already know it's the Pacers or the Hornets coming out of, of that one. We know who's coming here on Thursday night. We're fine. Um, and both of these teams, like you said, are such – they need their backs against the wall to, you know, give their best. <laughs> both of them know that they have that – like neither team's back is against the wall. I think true. it just makes this yeah. game so much more interesting. Yeah, um, that's true. Because it matters, but it – also doesn't quite matter as much as the Hornets Pacers game, for example. It's true. So what does it all mean? I don't know. Probably a lot of play for me, but it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Okay. Let's go to Wednesday's Western conference games. Um, Early game is going to be Spurs at Grizzlies. Memphis is laying four right now on DK Sportsbook minus 177 on the money line. Um, I do lean Grizzlies in this game. I have not done anything yet. The Spurs are always, you know, scary in the postseason or whatever you want to call this. Uh, The last two times these teams played, and, you know, there's obviously injury and resting issues throughout the regular season, but Memphis beat up on San Antonio these last two games, and the the previous one was back in, like, December, so a a, a long time back. Um, Memphis has a lot of experience experience in these games although they've lost their first two play-in games and i'm calling sunday's game against the warriors a play-in type of sure. game um it was the same as that charlotte washington game essentially um so yeah not not a ton behind it i just think memphis is more talented memphis might be a little hungrier in this game um it's, it's not a, a strong take like you said it's not the play of the week play of the month but i do like memphis in this game yeah, I'm there too. I can't get involved laying four. I'm going to probably pass this one, but I do think this is Memphis or nothing. San Antonio has just been putrid down the stretch. Yeah. They had one impressive win against Milwaukee. Otherwise, they were one in, tw- one in 10 uh, since late April. Um, none of their performances in the month of May were anything to write home about outside of that one Milwaukee game. Uh, and they had, they had a couple of absolute stinkers, including... Uh, um, you know, their first game against the Suns where the Suns beat them 140 to 103. Now I know they rested a lot of players there, but that was just not very competitive. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're, I don't really know what they're playing for ultimately. Like, okay, great. Like you got to win. Good job. Now you get to be an eight point dog to the Lakers or the Warriors, you know, right. it's, it's a tough, it's a tough spot to find motivation for the Spurs. And uh, I think you can, you know, you, you, there's, there's not enough kind of wily veterans, uh, you know, pop, fastball is not as fast as it once was there's a lot of good reasons to steer clear of the spurs here um but four points is a lot to lay in a very narrow margin between these two teams i think i think completely neutral my power numbers would say grizzlies should be about a three-point favorite so math wise there's a little edge on the spurs i guess Uh, i'm not going to take it though fair enough it's not it doesn't necessarily jump out to uh, to me like if this were a, you know, one of 12 games on a Wednesday night, I would not be like, oh, look, Memphis is minus four at home against the Spurs. Right. Exactly. Um, I am just 
I put a little stock also in, you know, like the Warriors stomped them in that game on Sunday and they came back. They were, I think that was 17 going into the fourth quarter. Memphis led in that fourth quarter um, before Steph Curry did Steph Curry things again. And uh, that was, that was encouraging. I just think Memphis is going to, it's, it's weird to say this. I just think Memphis is going to care a little bit more in this, in this game, especially having lost a couple of these types of games over the last couple of seasons. Um and matching up well with San Antonio. So yeah, it's a, it's a lean for me. We'll, we'll see if we, uh, we'll see if we, we get there. Um, the last of the play in games. And now I'm like searching for news because for me, Lakers warriors just got yanked off the board on DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, really? Um, they might just be fixing the icons, right? I, yeah. I think something's just getting, getting fixed. <laughs> I hope, unless there's something crazy going on that we don't know about, Let me take you will know here. by the time you listen to this, but I don't think there is. So the Lakers opened up big six and a half, seven point favorites in this game. The golden state money has been coming in. It's down to four and a half Lakers minus minus one ninety five on the money line. Um, man, I, I like the Lakers at the shorter number, I think. Um, and again, four and a half is a lot for these type of games. You're going up against a team with championship pedigree and, you know, we're getting Curry versus LeBron in the playing round. This was the NBA finals four years in a row and we're getting it in the playing round. So talk about a big time prime time playing round matchup. Um, I was encouraged. We haven't seen much of LeBron recently at all. I'm encouraged by what I have seen from him and Anthony Davis and making it work with Andre Drummond and having Schroeder out there and having KCP out there and now having the bench firepower of Kuzma and Morris, et cetera. Um, I have a bunch of Lakers to win the West tickets at a lot of scattered various prices. The playing game was not initially part of the handicap. <laughs> um, but here we are. We got to roll with the punches. I, I'm going to take the Lakers in this game. I don't need to do it big because I'm, I'm heavily invested in them winning the West, but I, there's no way the Lakers aren't don't get in. And I think it's going to be in the seventh seed um, going against the, the Phoenix Suns. But uh, yeah, any, any take to this game, it looks like you're, you're pro Lakers as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm with you in spirit and in investment in the Lakers to find to get it done this year. So I, and I think I want them to go through the suns, not the jazz, although it's really kind of a coin flip there. Um, I guess I'd rather have have the seven seed and avoid the Clippers until the Western conference finals. Uh, I think that's probably the best possible path for the Lakers. And I think the Lakers ultimately get the win here because as great as Steph Curry has been as solid as this, uh, you know, second half of the season has been for the uh, warriors, they still whacked up big time. And if you can in any way disrupt Curry's ability to dictate offense, then right. you're going to be able to put them into some tough spots, you know, in terms of creating offense. And the Lakers, one of the best team defenses across the NBA, when LeBron and Anthony Davis are on the floor, uh, I would expect that that is the distinguishing factor here. And uh, the Lakers get uh, a medium win. Four and a half is fair. Five and a half is fair. Any number bigger than that, and I'm trying to, I'm, I would probably get a little bit aggressive and, and take some Warriors. Um, but I think that they've settled on a fair price here. Uh, I think the total is still a tick too high, though. I would have made this about a 218 game. I got involved early at under 222. It's down at 220 right now. I think it still continues to tick, tick down just a bit. Um, but, uh, I think team defense wins this one ultimately for the Lakers and, um, and I think they get the seven seed and, uh, match up well against the Suns. 
All right. So a couple of this leads into a couple more questions. Number one, this opened big and obviously uh, the Warriors took some money. If someone is interested in this game, do you bet it at this four and a half? Is that as low as we're going to see it? And then maybe it goes back up to five, five and a half. Or if you want the Lakers, are you waiting a little bit more? I think it probably goes back up to five and a half. So if you want the Lakers, I think you do, you need to do it now. Uh, once we get a little confirmation that LeBron's moving well, that he's, you know, his, his shoot around was good. He's hundred percent for, uh, you know, for the Wednesday night game. I think this goes back up to five and a half. I think the little bit of, of, of warriors money that you saw initially came in because the opening line was a, a little bit too high. Yep. Uh, and then, the, uh, then the follow-up movement was because of the LeBron injury question mark. So I think now's the time to play the Lakers if you want them. Um, but, uh, I think there's a little bit bigger edge currently on that under. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the, on the four and a half. I think you just take that if you want the Lakers and, uh, that's probably going to be the best number that we see. Um, so as it pertains to the futures market, obviously, because mm-hmm. in this playing around, we weren't expecting to be talking about a title contender and, uh, we are. So what do you think? Uh, just give me some different circumstances for the Lakers. Like, what do you think this means for the Lakers? If they win this game, like we think, and they have that sun series, like what number would you need to, to bet that series? I like them a lot against Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you also give somebody else a chance to, for the Clippers to choke again and you miss them uh, if they get bounced before the Western Conference final. I do think it's the better path. I would be interested in betting the Lakers series line if the, uh, if the price is, is right. Um, what is, what does this all mean for the Lakers from plan of attack here? Uh, bet the sun's game one and then roll those winnings right into an adjusted series price for the Lakers. Cause you're not going to get a very favorable series price on the Lakers. It's going to be, you're going to, they're going to ask you to lay minus minus one fifty, one twenty five ish. Um, but the Suns can win that first game having had more rest, uh, you know, having a little bit more to prove. Uh, we saw what the Lakers did last year in the playoffs, basically conceding every game one just to kind of get a feel for what the other team wanted to do and then Great making point. their adjustments and rolling them out in game two. Uh, I could see them use that exact blueprint at the onset of this series. I mean, that's that's they, they know this is a seven, best of seven uh, and, you, you know, you can't you can't win four games in one night. Um, so I think the Lakers probably punt on game one, given how much, you know, just, just given how much they'll have had to have played to get to that point, uh, and the iniquity and rest, uh, I think favors the Suns in game one. So I think if you have eyes for the Lakers getting past the Suns in this series, I think you, the, the right angle of attack is to, to come in after game one, maybe even after game two, depending on if there are a couple of wrinkles that like if the Suns look amazing, uh in game one they could carry that into a, a game two win at which point comes back to la and the lakers uh you know find the right adjustments but um i i, I would definitely say early in the series leans phoenix late in the series leans lakers and that's a good point about last year how the lakers really just took game ones to figure things out and uh it worked out fine for them so lebron has no problem with his back against the wall which is another reason to like the lakers on on wednesday night um so I'm with you there. I will say a 125, 150 at the beginning of the series, you can interest me in the Lakers probably out of the gates just in case they carry some momentum. It goes the other way. Like I, I agree Fair, with yeah. your analysis, but what if it does go the other way and they carry some momentum from, you know, a big win over Steph Curry and company 
Um, we know the knock on Chris Paul in the playoffs. Uh, it turns into a game one win, and then we see it go up to minus 200, 225, whatever. Um, so I would, if that was available, like a minus 125, I would probably put a little bit there. And then if they lost game one, like you said, kind of leave a little bit more ammo in there to, uh, to get back in there. Um, for the other side of this play, uh, for the other side of all of these playing games, is there any combination of, you know, the wizards lose and they're hosting the Hornets on Thursday night. Uh, uh, we get Memphis at golden state again in, in the West playing game. Like, is there any combination that you kind of have circled? Like if we get this matchup on Thursday or Friday, this is a spot that, that I want to get in on. That's the only, though. That's the key one for i or at least the the, the thinking downstream um if the lakers lose and play the grizzlies that is like max bet lakers. Me. <laughs> okay. they own they own 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 the grizzlies um if it's the warriors grizzlies i would kind of expect a similar game to what we saw sunday um but like you mentioned that game was closer than the final score would indicate uh and yeah the grizzlies uh I, I don't think the I don't think the powers that be would like the Grizzlies in the eighth seed over the Warriors from a ratings well, perspective. I, whoever but, I mean, yeah. let's say that even the Spurs win. Like whoever, this is the spot I have circled. Whoever loses the Lakers Warriors game <laughs> is winning the next game, regardless of who they play. Like even yeah, if it's yeah, something yeah. where you don't want to lay the number and it's like a minus two hundred money line type of scenario. Like I think that I can be talked into just betting the 200 money line, not even to mess around if it, if there's a backdoor or whatever, but yeah, they're winning yeah. that game. Yeah. I, and I mean, the Lakers match up so, so brilliantly against the Grizzlies. They, that's a, that's not a competitive uh, game. If that's what it is, Warriors Grizzlies will be competitive, but I agree. Yeah. I think ultimately the Warriors would win, but if you're asking, you know, if, if I think what did yesterday close at uh, Warriors, like five point favorites. I can't remember. Warriors, the Warriors closed, I think, as three at three and a half. Three, three and a half. Okay. For Memphis. So you probably would see five ish. Yeah. And that's what I think that's what it opened. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Opened you're right. five and closed three and a half. Opened five, clean three. Yeah. So I think ultimately, yeah, you'd be asked to lay five, five and a half, maybe six for the Warriors on Thursday. And I wouldn't do that. I would, uh, um, I would look for a live opportunity, look for a live spot or just pass entirely that that works i'm gonna i'll definitely look for a live opportunity but i don't know if i'll be able to pass on the loser of the lakers warriors game in the next game so i might have to find i might have to find some kind of parlay piece that's going to help me bring it down i i need to find a way to not have to deal with points and just bet on the winner of that game because um i'm very my 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 most confident take i guess in the entire playing round is that the Warriors Lakers loser is winning the next game. <laughs> Put yeah, it that way. I, I think that seems, I think that's a fair assumption. All right. There we go. Um, okay. So let's go. I guess let's talk about the four series that we do know about before we get out of here. And then we can, uh, you know, if you do have any takes on a, on a potential matchup we may see, we can get there like a Lakers Suns type of situation. Um, series prices are up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Series correct score prices are up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Total games played in the series is up on DraftKings Sportsbook. Game spreads is up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. For example, Knicks minus two and a half games against the Hawks in the first round, plus 350 
Um, so it is essentially a series spread. Um, let's start with the, the Hawks at Knicks. This one opened to minus 110. Pick them both ways. Knicks have been taking some money, minus 124. I will take this is going to be a bet for me. I will take the Knicks in, in the series, um, even though it's moved a little bit. Uh, they played very well against the Hawks this season. Julius Randle played particularly well against the Hawks this season. Both new teams to the postseason. Uh, you know, it's not like one of these teams wound up drawing the heat, which I think a lot of people would be, you know, very strong on the heat. These are kind of teams in the same shoes. I like the Knicks, though. I'm with you. I think they're correctly the favorite. Uh, the, the line moves is moved to where I would make fair price. I would have had this a minus 125 plus 125 series. So now I think series price is fair. I wouldn't see an advantage to betting this one way or the other. I like the Knicks at minus two in game one. I like the home court advantage that they're going to have in the garden with the increased fans. Yep. Um, they've played well in the garden and just in general, like they do seem to feed off the, the home court advantage is real for them in New York. So uh, I think the Knicks will win the first couple of games in New York. I think the Hawks can return serve in Atlanta. Uh, I think this is a long series. If you made me take any swings at some of the series exotics that you have, I'm probably looking for over six and a half games here. This could potentially be a seven game series of all the ones on the, uh, that we know now, I think this has the highest likelihood of going to game seven. Uh, the margin between these two teams is small. Yeah. It's a small margin between these two teams is small. Um, actually, no, I'm probably, I'll probably do like a, a, an Asian handicap on this and take, you know, half a stake on over five and a half, half a stake on over six and a half. I think this is a six or seven game series. Um, the ultimately I think the Knicks are the better team. I think they move on, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, and I think my, my approach is just going to be whack, whack the home team every game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough to disagree with you um, on that. I, I guess I didn't even think about it that far into the future, but this could be a home team wins every game type of, of series. Um, I was, I was, you know, I was just thinking Knicks game one and Knicks series, and I hadn't really thought about it much beyond then. Um, I, I do have some interest at the Knicks series, even at the the minus one twenty four. I that's still fine with me. It's not that big of a deal over the minus 110 obviously you start to lose the edge a little bit somewhere in a four or five series mm-hmm. um i just do think the matchup is good for for the knicks and that's why they beat them every time this season they easily could have lost one trey young got hurt in a game and the knicks came back and won it in overtime um so the season series for being fair could very easily be two to one um but knicks for me game one here knicks for me series line here um the other eastern conference series Heat at Bucks. I don't know why the Heat seemed to like tank for the sixth seed when they could have had the Knicks or Hawks in the uh, four or five. Sure. Here we are. What did they do last year? They stepped up and beat the. I, I had Heat plus four hundred in that series against the Bucks last nice. year. Take care of it in five. We were talking before we went on air, so you can do a the total games played props, obviously. I had last year Heat Bucks over five and a half games. I thought I was a genius. I was like, the Heat will the Heat will definitely be good enough in this series to get it to six. They were so good that they won it in five, and I lost that bet. <laughs> Thankfully, I had the Heat plus four hundred, so I was profitable on the series. But I gave some back that I felt like I shouldn't have been giving back. Um, the Heat were plus two seventy five on Monday morning on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm now seeing plus two twenty five. Still like it. Still playing Heat series line here. And maybe yeah. the Heat plus six in game one. 
Yeah, I think that's the better angle of attack. Uh, the Bucks really haven't shown us that they learned any lessons from that series last year. Budenholzer really still sticking with his guns in a couple of ways that is frustrating if you're a Bucks fan. Um, I'm not sure how they match up any better against the Heat than they did in the bubble last year. Uh, this is going to be a competitive series ultimately. I'm gonna I'm gonna tread a little lightly. I'm not gonna get involved on the uh, with the Heat series price here because I, I need to see. Um, I just need to see how healthy Jimmy Butler is. A couple of these guys that are super important for the Heat are dealing with, like, quietly dealing with some pretty serious injuries. Um, and I'd like to see them, you know, at least show a little bit of fitness before I get too aggressive here back in the Heat. But I agree with your underlying sentiment. This is going to be a lot more competitive than the market makes it currently. There are a couple of things that the Heat do well, like shoot the three, like play, play transition defense that are, like, the key important things you need to do if you want to have a chance to beat the Bucs. Um, and if they're getting a friendly whistle, uh, if they're having a good three-point shooting night, then they're going to beat the Bucs in a lot of these games. All right, my last question on this series. Do I do it to myself again and take over five and a half games at minus 148? I think it's a play. <laughs> it feels like it. I, I, I was convinced play. last year. I was yeah. absolutely convinced last year that it was going to be a fantastic bet. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a play. I think this is probably a 4-2 series either way. Right. I don't, yeah, I, I might – like like we just said, did the Bucks learn anything in their loss to the Heat last season? I might not have learned my lesson from my own mistake last season, and I might take this same exact bet for this series. I'm not stopping you. <laughs> okay. um, all right, Western Conference. Another one that opened to minus 110, pick them both ways, Portland and Denver. It's now Denver minus 120 for the series, Portland minus 105. I know that we are on the same page here. Uh, Portland's rolling right now. Um, I don't want to mess with Damian Lillard in big games. Uh, they have size and Nurkic and Cantor to throw at Jokic. Denver's obviously down their guy that was massive in the playoffs last year in Jamal Murray. This one just feels like, like Portland to me. Yeah, same. I'm probably going to get – I'm definitely taking Portland uh, to win the series, and I'm definitely going to get involved with some of these alt spreads, like Portland minus 1.5 is plus 190. Portland minus 2.5 is plus 520. I'll put a little bit on both of those. I think Portland wins this 4-2, 4-1. Okay, I like that. So does that mean you like Portland game one as well? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. I think I'm going to go Portland game one and Portland four. The series pretty similar to uh, to what I'm doing with the Knicks. Yep. Um, Clippers Mavericks, another rematch from last year in the bubble. Um, the Clippers got that one done. I, what I remember most about this series is just needing the Clippers to win the game that Doncic hit that step back three at the buzzer. Um, that killed me. That was one of my worst losses of the bubble. Oh. Uh, Clippers minus 400 Mavericks plus 300. This is one that obviously you would get involved more on a correct score or a game spread. If you liked the Clippers, um, does Dallas have a shot in the series? I don't think so. They're going to need an enormous leap from Luka Doncic and he has looked a little gassed this year. If I have to say so, like, I think, yeah, yeah I, I think he's still another year away from really being able to carry a team against a legit deep superstar laden roster like the Clippers have. Um, it, this, this, would, this is a fun rivalry. It was a fascinating series last year. It was cool to see Doncic get a couple of playoff wins. He's probably going to be a little bit more reliable this year over the course of the series than he was. He was kind of had some ups and downs in that series last year. That's what you would expect with your first ever playoff 
shot. Um, but I think this is the this Clippers team is scary good when they are on, you know, when they are all cylinders. And six and a half is a fair number for game one. Probably should be a little higher. Uh, I just I don't know that I can really talk myself into the Mavs as a dog. There was a couple there are a couple of things that I really am annoyed by that uh um Rick Carlisle continues to like to not put pressure on teams by pushing, you know, off of uh, you know, off of rebounds, off of turnovers. They mm-hmm. are very much insistent on half court offense and against a Clippers team that can set up team defense and absolutely make you work for your baskets. Um, that's going to be a tough way to make, uh, to make hay last year's playoffs, last year's series between these two teams, I think was more competitive than this one's going to be. And it was because doc rivers and the Clippers had the mindset of, we're just going to, we're just going to hit Doncic. He comes in the lane, put him on his ass. Like they were very, very physical and aggressive with Doncic. And that worked to a degree. Uh, I think this, um, you know, this Clippers team, uh, if they're just playing their game instead of like kind of trying to be something they're not, which is like a bully, physical bully team. Uh, I think they're going to find it easier getting past these guys this year. Um, there's going to be a lot of overs in the series. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think Clippers are going to uh, Clippers are going to roll. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I agree with you. This is one where I don't know if I'm going to have any kind of uh, any kind of bet for the series. Maybe you can interest me. It, it's juicy, but like Clippers minus one and a half games. So you still get that if it's whether it's five or six is minus 165. It's a good way to more than cut the series price um, in half. And the only thing you can't have is it go to a game seven. That feels pretty safe if you want to get involved at minus 165. Other than that, nothing really jumping out to me in this series. I think it'll be a, a Clippers, uh, you know, win. We'll see how many games it, it takes. I'd be shocked if the Mavericks won. Um, before we get out of here, I guess, do you have any takes on the rest of the postseason that we haven't seen yet? Like I kind of said, the loser of the Lakers-Warriors game is a bet for me. The only thing that I have to add is, you know, if the Celtics get the home win on Tuesday night, and get some rest going into the weekend and draw the nets. If the Celtics get any kind of respect on that series line that makes Brooklyn um, good enough to bet or good enough to bet, just like that Clippers one on a minus one and a half series line, I will be betting the nets. Yeah, you read my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I think, and ultimately, I, I think there's the West, the Western Conference. Again, we're on the same page. Lakers ultimately probably get it done. Probably, hopefully, fingers yeah, crossed. Will we both will um, be for that? <laughs> but at the same time, all eight teams, assuming the Warriors and Lakers are in, you can make a case. There are things you can say about you know they 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 have they, every team has something. The Western Conference is competitive. It's going to be fun. Eastern Conference, I think, don't overthink it. This is the Nets to lose. I'm heavily, I'm more heavily invested in the Nets winning the East than I am the Lakers winning the West. Right on. All right. Um, and if there is any opportunity to bet a Nets series line, I will be doing so. The one thing I will say, um, one of the biggest rabbit holes that I kept going down was betting the 2019 Warriors. Durant's mm. coming back. Durant's coming back. Durant's mm-hmm. coming back. Then he came back looked amazing and i thought it was all going to work out and be okay and then uh we literally watched (laughs) the achilles snap um and it didn't work out brooklyn's health 
is it I, I think they're just basically resting these guys and they're all actually really healthy I think so too the only way I see Brooklyn not getting this done is if somebody actually gets hurt in the postseason um, I think I think so too they're they're gonna get to the final Philly Milwaukee these are fake good teams in my mind I I, I think Miami still might be the second best team in the Eastern Conference yeah and I don't think I think the Nets would love it if the Bucks kind of get their act together and Did, yeah. eliminate Miami. Dirty work for them. <laughs> you do the dirty work for them. Yeah. Yeah. If I was the Nets, I would be like celebrating every Bucks win. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, and that said, I keep finding one more thing to say before we get out of here. But if you haven't bet it yet, the Nets on DraftKings Sportsbook are plus 120 to win the East. Um, uh, it's nice to get it earlier and get a better price. But if you're looking for something before the playoffs start, I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I do think they're going to have to do a lot of the hard work themselves. So I don't know if there's a ton of value in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably going to have to beat the Celtics. Then they're going to have to beat the Bucks. Then they're going to have Beating, to beat Let the... me just stop you there first. Yeah. Beating the Celtics <laughs> will not be hard work um, if that has to happen. The Celtics are gutless frauds this season. And Jason Tatum will have one fun like, ooh, look, Kyrie and Tatum both went for 50 game. Yep. Maybe the Celtics win. They probably still lose. The, the Nets yep. are going to run through the Celtics if that happens. Okay. Well, no I, I, I don't like think talking their own team down like yeah. that. Like, yeah, it's not going to be good. I think you'll get decent prices to back the nets against the bucks and the, and the Sixers. I, I, I ultimately, I don't think, I think the, um, the Eastern conference looks like pure chalk. Yes. I'm with you there. Well, outside other, of Miami, other, than, other than the heat being in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's uh, we just ripped through a lot of NBA. This is going to be like you said off the top. This is going to be one of the best postseasons in recent memory, just from the start. And then maybe if we get that Nets Lakers final, like wowie. Um, That'd be all. We're getting home court. We're getting more and more fans in buildings. Like this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, So we will certainly enjoy it. Hopefully, you guys all enjoy it, and uh, you learned something here on the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Um, Mr. Drew Dinsick at Whale Capper on Twitter. You can find his work at NBC Sports Edge. Thank you for coming back on and talking some NBA with us, man. Oh, that was a pleasure. Best luck and uh, appreciate you having me. Go Nets. Go Lakers. Take care, everybody.